0: Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment, a show where I offer my picks for each and every day's matches at the 2022 Australian Open. We went 3-3 three and three overall on our day three picks. Now, we were up 0.65 units on the day. Therefore, we're going to chalk it up as a victory. And of course, that margin comes on the backs of wins from Carlos Alcaraz, who covers a six and a half game spread against the Deuce. Naomi Osaka covers a five and a half game spread against Madison Brangle. We also hit our four favorites parlay, Svitolina, Hachinov, Shapovalov, and Sakari, all earning victories on the day. Even the losses felt pretty close. Now, Mackie McDonald got blown out by Aslan Karatsev. That was a miss. But you look at our two other parlays that fell just short. We almost hit on the Keys' court of Vukic parlay, Vukic falling to Radu Elbot. We also almost hit on the Keys' Paul Opelka court of parlay, Tommy Paul falling in three tight sets to Mir Mir Menevich. Still, I think we're trending in the right direction. I think we are slowly getting a grip on all of the action unfolding in Melbourne. As such, I'm feeling pretty good as we head into day four, back half of the second round of play in both the men's and women's singles competitions. We've got a ton of good matches. Across the board. Now I would point out via our friends at Tennis Abstract, the draw forecasts, there are only three matches in total within a 60-40% margin spread in terms of predictions, those matches being Taylor Fritz's battle against Francis Tiafo Fritz, a fifty-eight point five percent favorite. You've also got Maxime Cressy, fifty-nine point one percent favorite against Thomas Matchak. On the women's side, only one match in that sixty-forty margin. That matchup, of course, should still be very Very, very exciting as Madison Inglis, a 57.5% favorite over Haley Baptiste. But as such, feels like a day the favorites may have some success. And with that thought in mind, I tried to find the best value plays across the board. I think I've got five here That should all be winners on day number four. And of course, as always, what I want to do on this show, run through the money lines that caught my eye, talk about the over-unders, the spreads that I think offer the most value. Of course, it would not be a GSP Ace of the Day segment if I didn't offer my parlays of the day as well. So I want to go through that. And again tell you all my picks for day four's action at the 2022 Australian Open. I will quickly point out if you're looking for recaps of each day's play, head on over to our mini break podcast feed. We'll recap every day over the course of the next two weeks. Of course, if you're looking for more direct access to the content, all of it available on our website, CrackRackets.com. With that in mind, let's get it to it. Here are our Day 4 picks for our GSP Aces of the Day. As always, I want to start with the money lines. Now, I will not be taking any individual money lines today. Again, just not a lot of great value out there. Many of the favorites in that minus 200 plus range in terms of the money line aspect. As such, you're just not going to find great value in individual bets if, like me, you think the favorites are going to have success On day number four, and I mean, there are so many seeds still in play in the bottom half of the men's and women's draw. You look on the women's side right now, I believe all but uh, two seeds still alive as we enter the second round. The two seeds knocked off, of course, Layla Fernandez in round number one, and then Kai Kanepi knocking off Angelique Kerber. All the seeds looked pretty good in round number one and you look overall at the event thus far just again there haven't been that many dramatic upsets yeah you lost number 11 seed Sonia Kennan on the women's side but she got knocked out by Madison Keys I don't think any of us including odds makers viewed that match as an upset you look at yesterday day two uh days three seeds that got knocked off Marta Kostyuk knocking off Sarah Saribas Tormo against Saribas Tormo the number 32 seed I don't view that as that significant of an upset. Ditto for Amanda Anisimova's straight set win over Belinda Benchich. Now, straight sets, a bit surprising, but we all knew Anisimova was capable of winning that match. On the men's side, the only shocking upset, probably yesterday's Manorino straight set victory over Hubi Hurkacz. Don't think any of us saw that coming, but, you know, Korda beating Cam Norrie. A little surprising given his performance against Mute, but not shocking if you watch that match unfold. And, you know, Baslashvili Murray, Isner Cressy, Harris versus Vukic. Gasquet versus Umber was a little bit weird, but Umber plays weird matches from time to time. The point being, it's been a fairly stable Australian Open thus far. That is why I'm confident in the theme of seeds having success. But if there are, you know, an upset or two or some value plays I'd be looking at here from an individual Moneyline match perspective on day number four, a couple of them stand out. Maxime Cressy, I mean, he's just been so exceptional. He's a minus 165 favorite over Thomas Macek. Now, minus 165, that's smack dab in the parlay zone. But I like the young Czech Matchek who came through qualifying, earned a comfortable first round victory. Cressy, obviously coming off of a five set win over John Isner. Yeah, the points weren't the longest, but still five sets of playing. He's played so much tennis over the first three weeks of this 2022 season. As such, that match could get a little weird. Could get a little funky, and so it's a stay away for me, but I would certainly lean towards Cressy, the minus 165 favorite, and I might feel dumb for not betting him as soon as that first match opens up and he gets an early break, right, and cruises to 6-2, which I do think is in play for Cressy. Kaya Knappi, another favorite on the day, minus 120. I, she's got the weapons, the matches on her racket against Marie Buzkova, but I thought Buzkova looked really good in her first round match, and just physically, she seems healthy, she seems rejuvenated after what was can only be described as a disappointing 2021, and look, She's flirting with falling out of the top 100, so just getting one win at this event, extraordinarily valuable. Obviously, the seed in her section, Kerber, knocked off by Kanepi. Kanepi's got the momentum. Minus 120 feels a little light, particularly given her January success over the past two years, but I'm afraid of Buskova because, again, Kanepi's weapons aren't that extraordinary that Buskova's exceptional athleticism can't neutralize some of them. That's why that's a stay away for me. But again, if you are feeling a Cressy-Kanepi parlay, that's probably plus 150 odds. Like, that's pretty juicy. I could feel that. I could bet each of them individually feel pretty good as well. Baptiste Inglis is interesting because, again, Madison Inglis, wildcard winner, knocked out. Oh, excuse me. Three seeds have been knocked out. How could I forget as Inglis knocks out Layla Fernandez as well. And then Kirstea uh, knocked out Kvitova. That's the seed I, I screwed up on. Excuse me. But uh, Madison Inglis, a 57.5% favorite, according to Tennis Abstract. She's a plus 105 underdog against Haley Baptiste. Now, Baptiste came through qualifying. If you watched her serve, the plus one forehand, the aggression with which she plays, the speed at which she plays, it's clear the WTA top 100 is a calling. Good win for her three sets over Caroline Garcia in round one. And of course, Inglis, fantastic straight set victory over Layla Fernandez. They're both coming in hot, right? Baptiste, four matches over the past five days, de- or uh, seven days, whatever it may be. Inglis, a little bit less wild card into this event. It's a pick that's why I'm staying away from this. Truly a pick And if you like this match, I'd bet the over two and a half sets over anything else. But I, that's a stay away from me. I'm just afraid of it. Don't know exactly what's going to unfold. In terms of the underdogs I like on the day, Pablo Andohar, plus 140 against Alex Mulcan. Mulcan is good. Andahar will make that match physical. Give me the physicality of over, over Andohar over the weapons of Mulcan. Samson over versus Andrusova, over two and a half sets. Like, that's what I would hit in that match if I was going to pick you know, Von Drusseva, 61.9% favorite, coming off of the silver medal, lost 7-6 in the third in the first week of the season. I think she's looked extraordinarily good uh, in the first two weeks, despite, I think, like a 2-2 two and two record. Ugh. I would lead Samsonova plus one seventy five just because she's got the weapons, and if she plays well, the match is just inherently on her terms. But Van Drusseva so fluid, such a great mover, top five, I'd say in the women's game, and you know mixes in the angles, the drop shots won't allow Samsonova to just rip from the center of the court. That said from a serving perspective and a rally ball perspective, Samsonova will have opportunities to rip. And so give me how well Samsonova played. She looked great in a three-set loss to Keys in the week leading up to the Aussie Open. I'd take Samsonova plus 175, but again, staying away from that one. Konya, Collins, battle. Konya plus 190. Intriguing to me. Tiafo plus 205 over Fritz. Fritz won the last battle between them. This is a stay away for me. Uh just Again, I think anything over two and a half, uh, three and a half sets is what I would have hit, but it's minus 220 and those odds just suck. I tried to find a way to parlay that with another over and just see, you know, both of those matches go over three and a half sets. There's certain to be at least two four cent matches on the day. I think this is guaranteed to be one of those matches not solved in straights. If you're going to bet on someone, I bet Tiafo just because he is the underdog. There's more value, but that match is a stay away for me. And thus again, those are your underdogs I like are within the minus 200 favorite zone. All stayaways, we're staying away from the money lines today. There are plenty of favorites I like on the day though. And of course, if you wanna find value in those plays as we've learned throughout the tenure of this Ace of the Day segment, you turn to the over-unders, or more pertinent, you turn to the spreads to make some money off of that. Now, in terms of the matches I see going the distance, let's start on the women's side. You know, I think Contave Tawson, boy, on paper, is that match exciting. Contave. One of, if you know, Bedosa, her, Krejcikova, three hottest players of 2021. You know who is maybe the rising star, though, of 2021? Clara Tawson wins multiple WTA titles, wins 70% of her matches. Their backhand down the line is just an absolute weapon. Moves the ball so well with the forehand. Not the best mover, but can play on her terms and just such a talented ball striker. Someone who just knows how to win tennis points. And look, this is one of those opportunities for her to earn a signature win, get to a third round of a slam. Now, Conteve is a 66.4% favorite via Tennis Abstract. That feels light given how much success she's had, and that's a testament to the success of Clara Tawson over this past year as well. Plus 185 to go over two and a half sets. Now, how healthy is Tawson? How well will she move and respond to the weapons of Contevay? It's going to be interesting to find out. I just want to watch that match. I don't want anything on it. If you're going to bet over plus 185, Konya Collins, going to be a battle first strike tennis Konya played a similar match against Shelby Rogers Collins not quite as adept on the serve a little bit more bite on the ground strokes though I mean that's just going to be a really fun match you know Von Drusova Samsonova I think I just made the case plus 140 Von Drusova angles her way and you know wears Samsonova down in a set Samsonova brilliant ball striking she takes a set you could see that at plus 140 you know, Kirstea Kutseva, Mertens-Bagu, Baptiste Inglis, Danzig, watson Kanapi buzkova all in that 125 to 185 range. You can see those matches go in the distance. Rabakina Zhang, just because Rabakina is injured and you never know how that knee is going to hold up over two and a half sets plus 210 is intriguing. You know, again, the other one, Sabalenka-Wong plus 185, I mean... Sabalenka just, she's as likely to play a horrible set as she is to win a set six love, and so plus one eighty five. Always interesting to bet that if you're betting on Arena Sabalenka. You look on the men's side, what's going over three sets on the day? I think Matchek Cressy really could at minus 200. Odds makers th- seem to think it can as well. And again, Cressy being only a minus 175 or 165, whatever it is, that's weird to me. And clearly the odds makers knew what they were doing when they made that Corda Mute line weird yesterday. The odds makers like Matchek more than the public does. That's just worth noting. That's why over three and a half sets, I think that one could get funky. evans Rindernesh, fantastic matchup. Two guys playing extraordinarily good tennis to start the year. Minus 180 over three and a half sets. You know, the serve, the forehand of Rindernesh. Evans will give him opportunities to tee off on them, and he's playing such confident front foot tennis. So that's interesting. Mulken Andahar, interesting. Fritz-Tiaf, I already talked about. Murray-Daniel, Murray's worn down. Taro Daniel playing so well. That's an interesting one. Medvedev, Kyrgios, minus 105. All Kyrgios has to do is win one tiebreak set. That's intriguing. Demon Hour, as well. Why not? But as always, we turn to the spreads. And that's where I think we find our value today. And there are a bunch of ones, and I list them all. You can find them on the website, crackrackets.com. You know, some of them a little heavy. Rublev, minus 7.5. Schwarzman, Chilich, minus 6.5. Tsitsipas, Dimitrov, minus 6.5. I do like all of those players to cover. I just, you know, the value you're getting back. The Rublev minus seven and a half over Barankis at minus 120, I really did consider hitting that. And Chilich minus six and a half over Gombos. Chilich is 14 and four in his last 18 matches. He has balled out. But the ones I settled on are the two I feel most confident in on the men's side, and, you know, we'll start there. Those, of course, are two favorites on the day, Yannick Sinner and Roberto Bautista-Agut. Let's start with the Sin Man, who delivered us a victory on day number two, was, you know, needed a 6-1 or better set in the third to cover a a seven-and-a-half game spread. Guess what? he won the third set 6-1. And, you know, today he faces Stevie Johnson. That's a rematch for the two of them of a match played at the City Open, a match I happened to be at, a match where, and I say this respectfully, Yannick Sinner just annihilated Stevie. And you look at the score in that match for Sinner, it was a 4-2 victory. It did not feel that close. Sinner won 93% of his first serve points, saved all three break points he faced on the day, it was just in control from start to finish. And, Look, with all due respect to Stevie, who obviously I think can snap a forehand right now as well as anyone who's moving extraordinarily well, although just had a physical five-set battle against um, Jordan Thompson in his first-round match— it's just a it's a bad matchup for Stevie. Any sort of dead legs that carry over into this match, Sinner's going to make you pay. And I just think Sinner is on the warpath, collision course. He's third via the tennis abstract odds projections to win this tournament. He's you know fifth according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Sinner momentum is building. And it feels like the script of this Grand Slam, the draws, whatever it may be, have opened up perfectly. And it would be fitting. For him to make a deep sort of run. Now, minus six and a half games, six four, six four, six three. Or you mix in, you know, a seven five, seven, six, six, two sort of victory, and you're covering six and a half games. That's a nice number at a three out of five set match. That means he just has to win by a break in every set and hopefully not serve first uh at the start of the match, or you know, serve second at the start of the match. Excuse me. He needs to serve first at the start, he does that, or just you know, again, gets an extra break along the way, which I also think is very possible. I just think Sinner's gonna cruise against uh, Stevie Johnson. Again, you look for Sinner uh, against players ranked outside the top 50. He's 29-7 and seven in the last 52 weeks, 24-4 and four when those matches have occurred on hard courts. Give me Sinner to Cruz, minus 6.5 games at minus 140. That's our biggest wager of the day. We're throwing a full unit on that. 15 minutes, we finally arrived at the ace of the day. Give me Sinner, minus 6.5 games over Johnson, minus uh, 140, one unit to win .7. Seven, one. That's ace number one. Ace number two, Roberto Bautista Agut. Minus six and a half games over Philip Kohlschreiber. Yes, Kohlschreiber, comfortable win. You know, six four seven five seven six in his first round over Marco Cecchinato. RBA is a different sort of monster. And you look for Philip Kohlschreiber, who of course has been a top 20 player and was in the mix for nearly a decade, like 07 to 2017, you could just pencil Philip Kohlschreiber into the top 50, but you look for Philip Kohlschreiber in his matchups against top 20 opponents over the last couple of seasons, 0-5 over his last 52 weeks, 0-3 in 2020, he was 4-7 in in 2019, and earning wins over Chechenato, Hatchinov Djokovic, and Fonini, uh, you look for him 2018, 5-10, 2017, 2-11. The point being, the better the competition, the older uh, Philip Kohlschreiber, who turns 39 in October of this year, looks. And I just think RBA right now is fit as a fiddle. And yeah, RBA didn't play great in his first-round victory over Travaglia. It was a 7-6, 6-4, 5-7, 6-1 victory. But guess what? He ended up managing to win that match. And I think, you know, that's the telltale sign of a top seat, not playing your best, managing to advance, and still making it look fairly comfortable. Bautista Agut managed to do just that, and he wore Treviglia down over the course of his three-hour, four-set victory. I just, I don't know how Cole Schreiber competes physically in this matchup moving forward. RBA minus six and a half games is, again, a break of serve in each set plus a 6-3 set, or he serves first and then he still covers that, you know, the rest of the way, three, four, and four. I just think that's very feasible. I think it's going to be that or worse for RBA. I think he's ready to cruise, didn't play his best against Travaglia. I expect him to step up his performance today. You look for these two players, by the way, because, you know, again, uh, you could have imagined them matching up once or twice throughout the course of their career. It is worth mentioning Cole Schreiber, three and two in his career against RBA, but both of those wins coming on clay courts and you know, neither of those wins, they haven't played since 2018, so I think it's a different RBA, much closer to his prime than Cole Schreiber is, give me RBA, minus 6.5 games, minus 155, not the best odds, but I feel fairly confident in this one, half a unit to win .32, that's ace of the day, number two, ace of the day, number three, comes on the women's side, and it's Garbine Muguruza, who I'm backing as a favorite in her matchup today against Alize Cornet. You look via our friends at Tennis Abstract. Their projection: Garbine Muguruza, an 81.8% favorite to advance in this match. And look, Muguruza 42 and 17 over her last 52 weeks. You want to specify that to just hard courts? She's 35 and 12 winning 74% of her matches. And you look for her again against opponents ranked outside the top 50 over the last 52 weeks on hard courts. Garbine Muguruza, 16-1, one. that one loss, a three-set loss in Montreal to Katarina Sinyakova. She's only dropped two sets in those matches, 17 matches against, excuse me, three sets. In those 17 matches against non-top 50 opponents. I just think she's going to cruise against Alize Cornet. And I think for Muguruza... You know, it was a B-plus performance in her first match, but she was clearly trying to work her way physically into the tournament, clearly trying to work her way into form as well, you know, willing to extend rallies a shot or two to make sure she was comfortable with her movement, comfortable in finding her rhythm, her groove on all of her ground strokes. I think today's the day she pounces. I think today she puts forward that I am a contender to win the freaking title performance. I belong right up there with Barty Osaka in tier number one. Give me Muguruza, minus 4.5 games, which again, 4-3 and three victory. Feels very, very feasible. Feels like we're getting an extra game there. As such, we go up to minus 160. If you wanted to do minus 5.5, you could get minus 110 odds. But give me the extra game. Give me the minus 160. We'll throw half a unit on that to win .31. You know, again, some of the other spreads, eye-to-eye. I mentioned the lopsided favorites. I think Scope over Overgasque is interesting. Halep, Kasatkina, Pavlichenkova, uh, all in interesting at four and a half five and a half uh, six and a half games respectively but with those players in mind wouldn't be an ace of the day segment if we didn't have a parlay or two for all of you and again you look at some of the favorites on the day you know I think when you look at Botik van de 370 over Gasquet I think that's a match he wins you look at Annalise Mertens who's made 15 consecutive third rounds at majors minus 240 over Arena Camilla Bagu who's played well to start the season but you just bet on the consistency of Mertens, who I think has also played solid to start this year. And then, you know, players like FAA, minus 425 over Davidovich Fokina, Hour, minus 390 over Matrizak. How do you get value out of those players? You know what you do? You throw a couple of parlays together. So here's what we're going to do. I've got two for you. Demonauer, minus 390 over Matrizak. Matrzak played great. His backhand might be the biggest weapon outside of Hour's speed on the court, but never bet against a, a, an Aussie who's playing well in front of a home crowd. I think Hour earns the victory. I think Van Dessenskulp, yeah, Gasquet, I'm a top 10 player in the wind. And of course, he proved that against Ugo Umbert, But you know who's just as crafty, Van Dessenskulp. I don't know what Gasquet does to hurt him. Give me BVDZ to advance. Give me a Mertens as well, minus 240 over Bagu. That's going to be a tricky one. But I trust the consistency of Mertens. She's won this match a 1,000 times in her career. You throw Demon Hour, BVDZ, and Mertens together on the money lines. Plus 126. Let's throw half a unit on that to win .63. A little riskier, but I like having more action, more matches for us to tail. Sabalenka, I'm telling you, just by winning that first match, her confidence will rise. I think she's super dangerous now moving forward. Minus 390. Over Xinyu Wang, we're going to have FAA minus 425 over Davidovich Fokina. Yeah, he was pushed to five sets, but that's because Rusevori played well. Then we've got Dimitrov minus 750 over Benoit Pair. You throw the three of them together, it's minus 133. Not the greatest. Only going to throw a quarter of a unit on that to win 0.18. But again, the more matches, the merrier for us here on the Ace of the Day segment. So... To recap, your day four aces of the day. Muguruza, minus four and a half games over Alizé Cornet. Sinner, uh, minus 160, excuse me, half a unit to win 0.31. Sinner, minus six and a half games over Stevie Johnson, minus 140, one full unit to win 0.71. RBA, minus six and a half games over Cole Schreiber, minus 155, half a unit to win 0.32. Then a Demon Hour, BVDZ, Mertens, Moneyline Parlay, plus 126 to win, uh, half a unit to win 0.63. Sabalenka, FAA, Dimitrov, minus 133, quarter of a unit to win 0.18. Those are your day four aces of the day. Of course, if you're looking for recap content each and every day, we're on the Mini Break Podcast. You're looking for all of our Australian Open coverage. You can find it all on our website, crackedrackets.com. A shout-out, as always, to Super Producer Daniel Westoff for the fuck of editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. Of course, again, you have any suggestions for picks, you want to yell at me for why I'm doing what I'm doing wrong at AL Gruskin on Twitter. But with all of that said, for our super producer, Daniel Westhoff, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. These are your day four ace of the day picks. We hope you all enjoy the tennis. And as always, may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.